Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Report with Brad Biggs. Biggs time. Biggs. His name is Brad Biggs. Brad Biggs talks football with you. <laughs> Molly and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, six seven. The score. Molly out today. Time to talk Super Bowl with the football man from the Chicago Tribune, Brad Biggs. And Brad Biggs joins us on the Circus Sports Illinois Hotline. Download the Circus Sports app today. Good morning, Brad. How's it going? Morning, Dave. What's going on? So, how about that game? First half, mm. yeah. second half, lived up to the height. Overtime, yes, absolutely. That's the way you want your football season to end. In overtime, with that kind of drama, with that kind of celebration, that was a game that was worth staying up for. Yeah, fantastic, uh, fantastic end to the season. Terrific football game when when it's tied late in the fourth quarter. When it's going overtime, you uh, it, it's compelling. And um, man, what a what a turn of events because they start the overtime, and the 49ers are on offense, and it just I'm sure everybody watching kind of agreed. It just looked like that Chiefs defense didn't have a whole lot left to give. Like it it was spent. And um, drive stalls out, field goal, and then Patrick Mahomes um, made it clear why uh, he continues to be the greatest uh, quarterback uh, on the planet. Leads the Chiefs right down and uh, to an- another title. And next year, shoot, they've got a chance to, uh, I think, become only the second uh, franchise ever to three-peat. No doubt good, about good it. Good luck with that. Yeah, good luck it'll, with it'll that. Be, it'll be a tall task, but they, they had a tall task this season, and I think it's a great example of when you have that position right, it makes up for a, a lot of deficiencies elsewhere. That offensive line struggled, particularly in the first half. Mm-hmm. 
you thought that Kansas City would have more success running the football. The 49ers had been vulnerable. Uh, the run D late in the regular season and in the playoffs, and that wasn't the case. They couldn't run it, so heck of a game. And Mahomes leads the Chiefs in rushing with 66 yards, the first quarterback to lead his team in passing and rushing in a victory since Steve Young and the 49ers back in the day. Brad, let's go back to the overtime decision because there's not a lot of data available. There's not a lot of analytics to look at because of the overtime rules changes that are relatively new and recent. But if you're Kyle Shanahan and you win the coin flip, explain to me, we've been talking about this, what your thought is in taking the ball. Why not, why not def, you know, kick, play defense so you know what you're looking at? Did that surprise you? I'm not going to say I was surprised. I was more curious. I'm not going to say I was surprised because, like you said, we don't have a lot of data. We haven't seen this situation really arise much. The thought process, I believe, for the 49ers was that by taking the ball to begin overtime, had the game been tied after two possessions, San Francisco would then have the ball first and what would then be sudden death mm-hmm. for score wins. So from that standpoint, I, I looked at it, I'm like, okay, like I can, I can see that. Uh, and um, I, I don't know that that's why the 49ers ultimately lost the football game. It'll, it'll get a heck of a lot of discussion. There's no question about that. But um, you know they uh, they had to kick some field goals and um, they, they didn't get a stop when they needed to and and really um, they had Jennings open there when they're near the goal line on their overtime possession and and Purdy wasn't able to get to him because he was under pressure uh, if if that's a touchdown play there I, I don't think we're talking about the you know, the the choice, but it, it's a worthy discussion. Um, I, I could see Kyle Shanahan's thinking there, like, because if it goes to sudden death, you sure as heck want the ball um, in your hands, but it's not sudden, it's not sudden death, go- right? Yeah, it, it did not get to a third possession. Right. I can understand that. So I, I think, obviously, the focus should be on the Chiefs winning this game. They did more to win it than the 49ers did to lose it. But I do want to pick a little bit more at the 49ers and the negligence of Christian McCaffrey in the third quarter. He scores a touchdown and then only has three touches going into the fourth quarter. After that point, I was very surprised that McCaffrey was ignored to that degree because the the 49er offense stalled at that point and needed some solutions. and, And I think that's an obvious one. And Brad, I, I look at it as you know another example. There, Kyle Shanahan has a double-digit lead. He does stays away from his best player, and all of a sudden, here come the Chiefs. Yeah, and you just you you knew that Kansas City was built for this. Like they've done that. They've trailed by ten points in the postseason before, and turned out to be just fine. So, could could they have gotten him the ball more? Yeah. Did they things kind of peter out for him offensively there for a bit? Certainly looked that way. I wonder, you know, to what degree 
or if there there were some adjustments by the Chiefs? If, did Kansas City make a slight change to try to uh, cover up some of the holes that were there early on? But but I think that's a, a fair question because he, he's certainly their best uh, offensive weapon, and he, and he proved that in that game, and um, he was dangerous as a receiver uh, as well. And they and they did get him the ball. Uh, some coming out of the backfield shoot, he led them uh, in receiving as well. And, and really, you know, credit to the Chiefs secondary. I thought they did a really nice job mm-hmm. on uh, Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel. Those guys were targeted a ton and didn't have a whole lot of production at the end of the night. Won't get a lot of attention today as the coronation of Mahomes continues in the dynasty talk resumes but I do think that when you look at this game it's impossible not to point out how special teams played a significant role they had the muffed punt that hit the back of the leg of looter and recovered by the Chiefs you had the blocked extra point which changed the complexion of the game the 49ers lost the special teams battle and that was a huge difference Brad yeah yeah a huge difference and and for the most part it was it was pretty good special teams by both sides. When you talk about uh, those coverage units on the punt teams, I mean, those those punters were hitting some nice balls, uh, forcing fair catches, but that was uh, that was well played. If, if you like to see, uh, you know, some of those, uh, you know, grinded out Big Ten style football, uh, you, you got a little bit of that flavor there uh, with all the punts, but the um, black extra point, it, I, that's almost more on the kicker. You know, you watch the replay of that, and it's mm-hmm. like, boy, that is way, way too low. Uh, and the rookie kicker, you're going to have some, um, some ups and downs with him. But a decided advantage for the Chiefs at, at, at the end uh, on special teams. And that's what you would have thought going in. Like, they've, they're the team that's got Harrison Butker, who uh, is, is fantastic from – long range uh they're the team that's got some dangerous return guys they're the team with the coordinator that's been doing it at a high level for a very long time so they appeared to be the one that would have the edge in in that area and uh that was the case the 49ers were not uh up to that level what do you think it was going through the head of robbie gold when that pat was blocked that's the guy who replaced him yeah i mean did he text you well he's no, no, I haven't haven't uh, caught up with Robbie in a long time. That's a bad miss, Brad. That's going to stay. You're right. It was a low kick. It was something you don't want to see happen in the Super Bowl. Maybe the regular season finale or the preseason that's allowed and all these things, but, you know, it's the Super Bowl. You can't miss a PAT. No, it's bad. Like, it's there's, bad. No, there's no way around it. Yeah, bad. All right, speaking of Bears, so let, let, let's let – the takeaway question. It comes up every year after a champion is crowned, and you look at the Chiefs, and it's all about Mahomes. But is there anything that you see in the way that they won this championship, the second in a row, that relates to the way the Bears are trying to build a championship team themselves? Uh, that's hard. That's really hard. I, I think – you know, your first takeaway is the Bears played the Chiefs, and we all know that that game was 
<clears throat> you know, really bad for them, 41 to 10. I think the Bears got better as the season uh, went along. If you are a person who requires more evidence as to why they are going to draft a quarterback at number one, and it's no longer a question, and I wrote this coming out of the Senior Bowl, it's not a question of are they going to draft a quarterback or build around Justin. The question now is it's very clear, which quarterback are they going to draft, mm-hmm. okay? Like the, the Fields thing has has run its course. But you watch that game, and it's going to be difficult for them it's difficult for all the teams that are looking for their own Patrick Mahomes to get that guy that's near that level. But you've got to have that player if you want to annually chase a championship. You have to have an elite quarterback, a guy that can make up for the shortcomings of the players around him. We talked about poor offensive line play for the Chiefs, particularly early in that game. Um, an issue. Who's he throwing the ball to? You know, I know Rasheed Rice, the rookie, right. had a nice. Um, he, he had a nice rookie season. He really did, and he looks like he's going to be a, a, a pretty uh, talented player moving forward. Like the McCole Hardman catches the game-winning touchdown. The the Jets dumped him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling caught a touchdown pass. So it's the quarterback that raises the level of everyone else up I mean, that that's the takeaway for me that's kind of where i'm at the the, uh, the combine's going to start two weeks from today david um draft preparation is going to hit uh high gear and and that's uh where the bears are going to be going you know we've seen the reports that it would take what was the term a historic haul for the bears to right. trade the pick well, here's my interpretation. Hey, guys, um, yeah, we're not going to trade uh, the first pick, but Justin's available. We have operators standing by at Hallis Hall right now. Uh, so so call now. Hey, call if now. If you're interested in Justin. Here's the number. Yeah. No, seriously. Right. Like, that's, that, that's the interpretation there uh, for me. 1-800-I'll-fleece-you. I, that, there's there's no doubt that that report was planted with that in mind because he is open for business. It's unlikely they're going to deal it. And, Brad, I do think that's the takeaway. I do think that when you look at what happened last night, it was a reminder, all the conversations that we have about, you know what they could get for that number one overall pick. Yeah, you could build the roster. You could have the best roster in the National Football League like the 49ers do. And it's still, if you have a better quarterback, a guy who elevates everybody else, you'd rather have that, wouldn't you? Isn't that the biggest takeaway from yesterday? Yeah, and and even Purdy, like Purdy's performance this season just blows away anything the Bears have had ever, right? ever. Like if you took that Purdy season from this year and you said, well, match this up against Bears quarterbacks for the last 100 years, you'd be like, oh, well, yeah, I mean, it's, Stands atop all of them, uh, and and yet Purdy is not in that class with Mahomes. I mean, the guy's been to four Super Bowls. He's he's the MVP of three of them, right? You know, yes. it's it's, uh, 
it, it's remarkable. And there's going to be continued studies of his greatness and comparisons. And I, and I know that some people get rubbed the wrong way when people throw out the Michael Jordan comparison, but I think it's legit and fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, because this, this, this guy's at his prime. He's 28 years old. Like this is, uh, this is not going to slow down. I don't know if Kansas city will be back next season. They're going to have a lot of work to do. They're going to lose some guys. It's going to be a different looking team. But with Mahomes, you bet your bottom dollar when the season kicks off, that's a team that's got a chance to play into February a year from now. They won back-to-back Super Bowls after trading Tyreek Hill. Of course they will be back. Yeah. That's, that's not unrealistic. All right, Brad. Right, so how, which is, It's crazy. Yeah, which is nuts. Top five wide receiver, we could do it uh, without him, and they could do it without him because because the quarterback's that good. So let me ask you this. We were talking about this last segment. How did the 49ers interpret this loss? Because you're right. I think Brock Purdy played well enough to win that game. He didn't win it for them, but he didn't lose it either. And I think when you look at his numbers, it's hard to envision wanting to move on from that because of his consistency and because he is capable. But Brad, I do wonder what they're thinking once the emotion wears off and the dust settles do you expect Brock Purdy to be the 49ers starter next year, or do you think they might consider an upgrade in free agency? Oh, no. Uh, no, they're they're all in on Purdy. Okay. I, 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 they're all in on Purdy. Now, it's going to be really interesting to see what the 49ers do this offseason because they're going to have some players with some contracts that are getting a bigger in terms of cap hits and and stuff of that nature. So some difficult decisions will need to be made. Do they kind of keep kicking the can down the road and hang on to all of them? Do they make some tough calls on a player or two? Uh, I think Brandon Ayuk could be up for a contract. Uh, so, you know, in terms of uh, finances, it will be interesting to see what they do, and we won't have any answers on that anytime soon. Would they do something as dramatic as trading Tyreek Hill? Probably not, right? right? Again, top five wide receiver. But you see some of these elite teams from time to time make a stunning decision, and I think getting rid of Hill at the time was stunning for Kansas City uh, but some some decisions to be made, and, and they're going to have more uh, in the near future, talking 2025, 2026 for uh, the 49ers uh, as well. But still a, you know, right now you look at the NFC, who do you like better than them at the beginning of the next season? Nobody. I, I, Not the Lions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, nobody. Brad, 30 seconds before we let you go. How did you interpret Kevin Warren's letter on a Friday, of course, to season ticket holders announcing the 8% increase for a seven-win team for season ticket holders. Yeah, I, I, I think that's, I think that's a, a tough ask. I think that's a tough ask for uh, the customers when it's that steep. Like, mm-hmm. you figure there's probably going to be an increase. I think that's asking a lot uh, for a team that hasn't been able to uh, win a playoff game in a very, very uh, long time. They made some improvements. Yeah, you can point to 
DJ Moore and Montez Sweat. Uh, but at the and and they won at home. Maybe maybe that's what kind of emboldened them a little bit. But the eight percent average, I, I thought it was a little bit high. Uh, but you know what? I'm not one of those consumers. I don't have season tickets. I don't buy tickets. Uh, so it, you probably need to ask the people that are uh, putting down their hard-earned money for that. Great stuff, Brad. Appreciate your time. Have a great day. You too. Brad Biggs, football man for the Chicago Tribune. 571's killing me, Dustin, saying that. Still questioning if they should move on from Purdy. You're such a hater, David. I'm really answering your question. You ask a question, I'm getting the heat. Sorry. That's all right. But I think the the question still stands. I, I don't disagree. Okay, I mean, it's the NFL. I think I think nobody would nobody would argue this point. Mm-hmm. If Patrick Mahomes played for the 49ers, 49ers would have won the Super Bowl. Going away. Okay. But everybody can't be Patrick Mahomes. So, it, can you upgrade? And here's the other part of this. You, you every football team we've seen it before. Every football team has a window. And the 49ers window isn't opening wider. It's Brad just went through yep. a whole bunch of guys that are are good it's... are good targets for Purdy, contract, age, wear and tear. So like, and the division is getting better, right? Yep. The NFC West is getting better. So, so I was... brought it up, folks. I asked okay. the question. I'm I'm ready, willing, and able to take again. The heat. I'm the, that wasn't the, again, but also. The 49ers didn't lose the game because of Brock Purdy, but they simply, they certainly did not win it because of Brock Purdy. 312 644 67 67. What do you think about that? What do you think about Tony Romo? We need to talk about what he brought to the Super Bowl table. Smalley and Hosh, Chicago Sports Radio, 67. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The score. Well, we're halfway through the second quarter. All we have on the board is a field goal. Take it to the commercial there, Mr. Ramon. Welcome back. It's Molly and Hodge, Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, Molly out today. That was Tony Romo trying to sing Adele into a break. Bad idea. Had some fun. Wasn't his worst moment. Wasn't his best. Yeah, I got to have a little fun. It's a Super Bowl. I did think that when we talk about Romo, and who's not talking about Romo? He's on the call. The booth matters in the Super Bowl. And it seemed like last night it maybe mattered a little bit more because it was their third one together, and you wanted to see signs of progress. And I was very curious, because of the reports before the game, that Sean McManus had said to Tony Romo, tone it down, Tony. Tone it down. If he would. I think he did. I think he did. Now, I am not the biggest Romo guy. I think, like a lot of people, he burst onto the scene. It was fun. He was swami calling things before they happen. But last night, after, you know, he, I think he's had a couple seasons now a little bit off the rails. He does get too hyped. He does get carried away. He didn't let the game-winning touchdown kind of breathe like I think seasoned analysts should. But in between, I think the Adele moment and the, the final score, Tony Romo had a low bar to clear in the eyes of many, including myself, and I don't think that he detracted from the broadcast. And that's all I was looking for. He even a couple times had very good analysis of the safety play, what to expect, what they were doing up front, different pass rush adjustments, different blocking schemes. I thought he could have been more involved in explaining a couple things. I wish they would have addressed Boomer Esiason's halftime comments about the illegal man downfield on the Juwan Jennings touchdown pass, the trick play, and I think Boomer kind of left it hanging, didn't he? Didn't Boomer just kind of leave that hanging out there where he referenced a, oh, the 49ers had an illegal man downfield, and then all of a sudden, Usher, or all of a sudden they kind of went away from the analysis, and they never addressed it in the booth, which I think is the spot to address it if there was something to address. Good or bad. You can't just leave that hanging. But I have to be honest. I went in thinking that Tony Romo was going to be somebody that would make me complain on Monday morning and reach for the mute button at some point in time and listen to the Westwood One broadcast on the radio right here on The Score. Kevin Harlan's tremendous. Oh, calamity! Just tremendous. At the top of his game. We're so lucky. We're so lucky to have Kevin Harlan in our lives. So, I don't think that I had... Much to complain about with Romo. Maybe you disagree. 312-644-6767-571. The guy that just was all over me, Dustin, says, I thought Romo was great. 847, Romo should be replaced by Greg Olson ASAP. He doesn't know when to let moments breathe and nearly talked over the final play. I agree with that. I think that's probably true. 815, Romo sucks. Come on. Sometimes he does. Sometimes he's on. 847, Romo also doesn't come off prepared at all for non-playoff or non-familiar teams. I do think that's a legit 
criticism. There are times when I don't think Tony Romo is as prepared as a broadcaster as he seemed to be as a quarterback. And things get lost in the translation. You can't rely on instincts and personality and charisma all the time. Corey in Whitewater, Wisconsin, 262. You should have watched the SpongeBob broadcast. SpongeBob is the thinking person's Tony Romo. Okay, what did I miss with SpongeBob? I didn't even go to the Nickelodeon broadcast. Did SpongeBob kill it? I could see that. Brock Purdy doing a SpongeBob imitation last week was classic. Good stuff. Romo was great last night. Another texter. I think he wasn't bad. I don't know if he was great, but he wasn't terrible. He was good enough. Was it a Super Bowl-worthy performance? I don't know. What about Jim Nance? Jim Nance at times, to be honest, with due respect, and the Masters is coming around soon, so we want to pay Jim Nance all the respect because he is our guy at Augusta. And it is a tradition unlike any other. But he had a couple calls where, like, eh, he did not get the first down, Jim. No. You should probably ask for another spot on that. Yes. So I think that it made me wonder what game he was watching at times. But overall, I think they did okay. And I think okay is an improvement over some other broadcasts I've heard, I've heard them together. And I don't think that Romo had anything to feel too terrible about. The last play, probably want to do it again. But overall, what'd you think, Dustin? You're a connoisseur of all yeah, things. Overall, broadcast. overall, I, I I went into this week saying Tony Romo's going to ruin the Super Bowl. That, that's how I felt. Same. And he didn't. He didn't ruin it. He didn't ruin it. He didn't make it super better. That was all Patrick Mahomes. But he didn't ruin it. He didn't get in the way. He he was a little bit more tame. Um overall the broadcast was fine. 773, the vast majority of football fans don't care about the broadcast. That's other media people who seem to think it's the most important part of the game. I don't know about that. I know media people obsess a little bit. We're not going to spend a lot of time on it, but I think Tony Romo's a thing. He makes a million dollars a game. So I do believe with the Greg Olson, Tom Brady succession plan and all of the things that are going on at Fox, broadcasters are a big part of the conversation when it comes to the NFL. Don't want to overdo it. Let's get back to the game. 312-644-6767. Joe is on the road. Joe, thank you for calling Mullen Hall. How are you this morning? Yeah, good morning. Um, I think the 49ers definitely need to upgrade because I think Brock Purdy, uh, you know, you can't – it's not fair to compare him to uh, anyone, to Patrick Mahomes. I think he's in a class by himself, as he proved last night. But there were throws – that uh, were left on the field that he just didn't make. And he, he can't throw uh, deep balls. And uh, for Brad Biggs to say that uh, Brock Purdy is better than any quarterback the Bears have had or had a better season, he just he wasn't around in the, in the when Jim McMahon was in his prime. It's just the same that uh, Jimmy Mack, uh, um, he just didn't last as long as he should have or could have um, because – McMahon could read a defense, and he could make all the throws. And Brock Purdy has proved that building a roster is not the way to guarantee yourself a way to a Super Bowl championship. 
He's just not good enough. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate the phone call. Uh, I I know what Brad was getting at. This is what Brad was getting at. The Bears have never had a 4,000-yard passer. Brock Purdy, as limited as Joe says he is, as limited as people want him to be, and I have not been all that kind to him in this postseason, but he also has now led three straight playoff fourth-quarter comebacks. Didn't win last night. Wasn't because of him. Brock Purdy, even though Dustin wants him replaced, Brock Purdy had 4,280 yards passing this year. He threw 31 touchdowns. He had 11 interceptions. He deserves your respect. He's earned it. He was a Pro Bowl player. He was an MVP finalist. And when you look at those numbers, that's Brad's point. There's never been a quarterback in Bears history that has had a season like that. You know why? They've never had a quarterback to throw for 4,000 yards in a year. Jay Cutler did all the things and has all the prolific numbers, and still Brandon Marshall says he's the worst quarterback he's ever played with. How about that, by the way? Digress briefly. Well, I think Brandon Marshall, whoever's advising him, or he's just just an intelligent guy. I think he's an intelligent guy. He, He knows how to get clicks. That's all that is. Right? That's all that is. Look, you can stop with the assessment of Jay Cutler. He is a quarterback that didn't live up to his potential, and he had as much talent as anybody I've ever played with. Period. Now, is that going to get you a video or a statement that goes viral? No. So you got to add. Oh, by the way, he's also the worst quarterback I ever played with. And Ryan Fitzpatrick is the best. Brandon. Nobody's buying it. Not you, Brandon Fryer. Sorry. Your head popped up. (laughs) Brandon Marshall. B. Marsh. You're wrong. Jay Cutler was not the worst quarterback you ever played with. You were in Chicago long enough where that wasn't true. Look at the list. Goodness sakes. I'm sure there was some scrub uh, subbing for Cutler at some point in time that threw Brandon Marshall a pass that wasn't a spiral and was wobbly and was from the arm of a guy that wasn't going to be in the league very long. So that was outrageous. It was extreme. It was done for clicks. Let's get back to the phone lines. Sean is on the Odyssey app. Good morning, Sean. Welcome to Molly and Haw. Hey, what's going on? Uh, calling here from Maine. I got a quick question for Dustin. Okay. After the halftime show, uh, after the halftime show, I was scrolling to Facebook. I usually don't really get on social media. But I wanted to know how these uh, backwood kicks up here would react. It was all negative. And I was thinking back home in Chicago, where I'm from, I'm wondering if it was negative there as well. So that's the one question I have for Dustin. And the other comment I have is for the uh, commercials. Who can't like the E-Trade babies? And we didn't even talk about the State Farm commercial where at the end twins were on. It was, that, was, that was just Great and hilarious. Good call, Sean. That was a good one. Can't argue with that. Dustin, you were asked a question. You want to answer? So the question, just to make sure I got it right, what was the reaction to? Yeah. Mr. Chicago, what was the, what was the reaction in Chicago since you don't like Usher? Were there other Chicagoans who hated Usher too? Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I don't like Usher. I, I, like, I think that was I the question, I thought Usher though. was more, I thought Usher's music was more upbeat, like more like party, and it started very slow. It ended very good. I thought the Alicia Keys part was great. Oh, that was great. And I thought I was telling She's you so I was good. telling you and Brandon this morning. 
I thought when they got out there on the rollerblades, roller skates and rollerblades, I don't know if everyone, but skates, they were rolling. That that was excellent. I mean, the guy, again, it's a performance. Yeah. And, and the other thing is, and the people I was with, great group of people, we talked about it, didn't realize it. All of that stuff, it, it, and I hate to break this to everybody, but it's recorded. And then he's lip syncing over it because what he's saying and his message has to be approved by the league. And so, like, Elton John has never done a Super Bowl because he won't not be live. Mm-hmm. He's refused. So that's part of it, too. Like, it's 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 a it's a 13-minute commercial for him of course. to help promote his brand. And, and he I did think it he well. Did, I think he did a real – but, you know, Brandon talked about it. Like, other people were trying – and it was, like, there was stuff that Justin Bieber was going to be part of it at one point. That was flying around, right? There's all kinds of rumors about who was going to be part of it. I'm surprised, though, that these acts give – like Alicia Keys, that he gave her an audience. His his She's audience. She's a legend, though. Oh right! Listen, it, it was good. She enhanced it. Was fine. It. Kids seemed to like it. It's all that matters. I hope that answers the question, Sean. Thank you for listening out in Maine. All right, when we come back, Dan Pompey had a big part of Steve Mongo McMichael getting into the Hall of Fame, as well as Devin Hester. We'll talk to him next. It's Mullen Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, six seventy. The score. NFL Hall of Fame writer reporter Dan Pompey with Mully and Hawk on 670 The Score. Welcome back. It's Mully and Hawk, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Mully out today. Time now to talk to our guy, Dan Pompey from The Athletic. And Dan joins us on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline, CircaLasVegas.com. Good morning, Dan. How are you? I'm great, David. Uh, really, uh, Still buzzing a little bit about the game last night and excited to see what's going to happen in the months ahead with uh, everything in the NFL and the Bears and the draft. Got a lot going on. Huge offseason ahead. Great game to digest in the Super Bowl with the Chiefs becoming a dynasty. Wanted to talk to you about last week's big news in Chicago. It was a great week for the Bears organization. Steve McMichael gets into the Hall of Fame. Devin Hester joins him. Julius Peppers, a Bear for four years also among the class of inductees. I know that you played an instrumental role in their candidacy and maybe in their election. Let's start with McMichael. What does it mean to you to be part of this process and how special of a week was it to be able to deliver that kind of news? Well, you know, I think, first of all, you know, it's really not about me, never about me. It's about the player and his accomplishments and, you know, the great career in this case that Steve McMichael had. And uh, it was just kind of unfortunate that he had never been discussed as a candidate in, I believe it was 26 years of eligibility for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. It's mind boggling. Uh, but, you know, that's what happens, I think, when you play on a defensive line with Richard Dent, Dan Hampton, Mike Singletary in back of you, all those stars on that team. That's why he only played in two Pro Bowls. But, you know, if you were around that team or you opposed that team, uh, I think you really could appreciate uh, the value that he brought. You know, I, I one of the things I did is I called eight offensive linemen who opposed him on a pretty regular basis. You know, guys like Russ Grimm and Randall McDaniel, uh, Kevin Glover, and, you know, these, these guys all just were gobsmacked that he never even had a, a discussion for the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and all of them thought that he was more than worthy. So 
from that standpoint, it was, it was very gratifying to see what I believe is justice served. And then, you know, you, you throw on top of that the fact that, you know, the man is uh, obviously suffering and this means so much to him. You know, I, I don't, I've been doing the Hall of Fame for a while now. I don't think that, you know, I've ever seen a situation like this where the Hall of Fame meant as much as it did to Steve McMichael and his family. I don't think that it could to anyone probably ever before, ever again. So uh, it, it was it was a wonderful thing just to be witness to. And great that former teammates were around him Friday when he got the news. We're going to talk to Gary Fensick at 9 o'clock about being there and just what it meant to Dan. And I think you're right. I, it's hard to imagine a more emotional uh, recipient, somebody who has waited as long as Steve has for the great news he got on Friday. Devin Hester also has been waiting, not as long, three years, but he gets in. And I just wondered what your level of surprise was that he either got in now or maybe had to wait this long and why you think that um, he deserved it. Yeah, I really thought he had a very good chance to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. And I thought in his second try, he was probably going to definitely get in. So I was a little bit surprised it took three tries. Uh, but, you know, you never know what's going to happen in that room. And I think what happened in the first two years, especially in the second year, was voters looked at him as a special teams player only, which he basically was. That's, that's why we were discussing him. And um, they said, well, he, he didn't play as many snaps or he didn't, you know, have the same kind of uh, game-long impact as an offensive player or a defensive player. So they, you know, they would compare him to somebody like Andre Johnson, who also got in over the weekend, or Torrey Holt, or whomever, you know, Patrick Willis, and say, well, you know, he only played uh, so many snaps versus these guys. So I, I think, you know, that was really short-sighted because if you look at impacts on games, I don't think there are many players, you know, you could discuss in history who had the kind of impacts he had. And certainly, you know, if you look at his first two seasons, the production was wild. And then, as you know, uh, opponents started doing things so that he could not touch the ball mm -hmm. as a return man. And his production went down in terms of touchdowns and that kind of thing, but he still had a great impact on field position and everything that went on in the game. So. Um, you know, it, it was it was uh, very gratifying to see him get in. I think it, it was well deserved. And you know, um, one of the things that I that I looked at with him that I that I talked about was that if you look at all-purpose yards, you know, he he was up there. He had more than I think all the the uh, the people we were discussing in the room. You know, because he he just I mean, even though he didn't touch the ball as many times, he certainly had that kind of impact. You're never going to make everybody happy. And Antonio Gates, the tight end, I wonder what your reaction was to him comparing not getting into the hall, being part of this class on the first ballot, his first time eligible, to losing a Super Bowl. Well, you know, I, uh, I feel for him. You know, I understand his disappointment. And he, look, he's a Hall of Famer. He, he's going to get in. And um, you know, it's, it's difficult for these guys when they really believe they're going to get in and they don't get in. Um, I think he was close. And I think, uh, you know, I'm not stunned that he didn't get in on, on the first time. It's hard to get in on the first time. And I think there's been uh, kind of a backlash 
uh, in the room with the voters against putting everyone in on the first ballot because they feel like, look, we've got guys sitting there who need to get in, you know, like Devin Hester, like Dwight Freeney, um, like Patrick Willis, Andre Johnson. You know, these guys need to, to be addressed before we get some of the, the guys who just come along, which is, you know, it's interesting. And we've got a bunch of first ballot or potential first ballot guys next year, you know, who are going to be uh, in the discussion. So, um, you know, it's something that we have to keep grappling with every year. You know, I, I think the other thing with Gates is, you know, he scored more touchdowns than uh, any tight end in history, which is, you know, really remarkable. Uh, but I think, too, with, with, you know, we have to be mindful uh, of some of these statistics that we're getting. You know, they, they just keep getting crazier and crazier every year. I mean, you know, look at what Kelsey's doing mm -hmm. now in terms of the, you know, his numbers. And, I mean, this is just what's going to happen because of the evolution of the game. Uh, but this guy's a Hall of Famer. I, I, my guess is he's in next year. Up against the clock, Dan, 30 seconds. You wrote about great coach-quarterback collaborations. Where is Reed Mahomes on your list? Uh, it's, they're high. You know, I mean, it, it's hard to rank them, but, you know, you've got, I mean, Lombardi star. You've got Belichick, Brady. Uh, the great thing about this combination is you've got an offensive mind and a quarterback who take it, takes advantage of it, and they work together so well. Uh, they work together as well as any coach quarterback in history i'll say that and if they keep going you know they're going to be number one great stuff dan appreciate your time okay. this morning thanks david dan pompey from the athletic talking about the legacy of patrick mahomes what changed with his third super bowl in five seasons what takeaway do you want to see the bears kind of copy if there is one or are we reaching for something locally to look at 312-644-6767 let us know what you think it's Molly and Hall. Molly out today. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The School. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.